0: Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And on this cold evening in early January, uh, we will be going ahead and talking about uh, bowl season now that's uh completely finished and everything. But something that we haven't done in a while. And uh, actually, you know what? I was going to grab something for it, but I totally forgot. I don't know where. Maybe I'll find a song here in a second. But we haven't done Rock Moment of the Week in a while, man.
1: Yeah, I was wondering. You know, I was just thinking about that like a week ago. Like, what happened to our Rock Moment?
0: I think the season kind of got away from us with that. Yeah. That we just got busy with a bunch of other stuff. Mm, yeah, if you give me two seconds, I'll have to pull up some um, something to listen to for that. But I'll let you start, Craig. Do you have a Rock Moment of the Week?
1: Oh, man. Um. well the very fact is I'm uh, a few things is my shoulders getting better which is good so it's good to see my shoulder the mobility and it's getting better and then I just got over a pretty bad cold over the weekend so and you know you know what my New Year's my New Year's Eve and stuff was terrible it was bad but
0: oh, you're kind of going in the wrong direction here man
1: Oh. Yeah. So, but it, it was bad, but yet the good thing, my rock moment is I'm starting to get away from that now that I'm starting to feel a lot better and feeling good. And my cold's over with. And, you know, this is the time where you just get those, you know, terrible colds. They just seem to come really quick and they seem to linger a while, a couple of days and then they go away. But, uh, the good thing was is on, on the weekend and a lot of people are like that stinks, but it's good because, you know, I like, you know, I got a lot of stuff to do at work Got things to get done. I got a line release to get finished, and that would have set me back quite a bit. So
0: Alright, so feeling good and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's my rock moment. But uh man, I haven't had some very good rock moments, dude. Hate to throw that out, but it's true.
0: It's a new year, man. I know. A new a new you. I'm
1: trying to look at something like rock moment, like you're gonna play your music, and I'm like I know. I'm, and I'm tra- I don't really have anything that kind of screams your music, man. Not yet.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we here go. Here it is. Uh, we may have already used this one. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's true. That's another. Uh, you know, usually we have it. It's a little I bit. of don't have like that. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the pump that's up. screams
1: like picked up and go yes. No, yeah. I don't. I don't really have anything, man. It's kind of disappointing.
0: All right. Well oh maybe, uh, no,
1: maybe your rock moment can be like more rock more more of a rock than that that it spills over into mine
0: <laughs> I, I think that will be more of a rock but come okay. on I, you gotta let this play far out
1: yeah you gotta keep that going
0: we we may have used that one I can't remember we've had rock moment going on for quite a while and so I can't remember everything that's been touched on but There is the distinct possibility that I might actually um, upset more people with my rock moment than actually um, connect with people. Because anybody who's living in Michigan, uh, actually I know that's been hitting down south pretty rough too, but uh, the crazy weather recently, Mm -hmm. um, working with my job actually has this awesome perk where if the schools cancel, we cancel. We're uh-huh. we're closed. You so, had the day off, didn't you? I I, <laughs> yeah, Is there I, had, one? <laughs> I had the day off today, so so you could sleep in somewhat? <laughs> uh kind of. The wife has been sick and uh so I took care of the kids this morning. Um it was a relatively easy day except for the 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 dumbest thing apart it about it and I have a love-hate relationship with the state of Michigan because of things like this. But I, in the afternoon, I was shoveling the driveway because I knew I had to get it done. So I got it done, and then I, I went to go fill up my car with gas so that I didn't have to do it in the morning tomorrow. And when I went to go do that, it, it was raining then today. It snowed last night. It rained today. And basically, if I hadn't shoveled my driveway, the rain probably would wash it all away. So now yeah. I feel like I wasted part of my day shoveling my stupid driveway.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is I woke up. Well, you know, you get that phone call in the morning. You know, they're starting to do that where they, they call you on the phone and then they leave that kind of message that you have, you know, school's closed. But I woke up, got ready for to go to work, and usually – I'm one of those guys that's like, I'm glad I have three boys because the very fact is, you know, they're a little bit older and they can get out and shovel the driveway for me. They were, they, my wife didn't wake them up. (laughs) So I'm like, well, either I'm going to pile drive the snow from with my car or I'm just going to like shovel like one lane for one tire and the other lane for the other tire. And that's about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's one of the things I hate most about shoveling is just if you don't do it right away or maybe if it snows while you're gone and then you come home and you pull up your driveway and then you have those packed snow slash ice tracks then from your tires, I hate that.
1: Oh, yeah. You can't go anywhere. Yeah.
0: So I would have just drove, driven back out of your driveway and just made your boys, like, sit out there with, like, a little chisel and chisel it away later. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, a
1: pickaxe or something like that. But, yeah, you're right. I hate that, too. It's Yeah, it's nuts. But, the, you know, when you shovel it and then you're cool and you come home and then the snowplow plow just, like, put up a wall there and you're like. Oh, yeah. Things, can, I, hey, man, get hmm, so sound, sound for that.
0: Yeah, some kind of a, a hate sound or well, there is some fail stuff, but I'll be using that later, so I don't want to don't want to waste it just yet. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on a little bit, a little bit of positive, a little bit of negative. But it's a new year, new things going on. Bull season is officially over, so we'll actually go ahead and um, for this episode, we're going to be touching on big 10 bowl games we'll talk a little bit national championship since that's uh done here and over with uh final ap poll uh for the reflection of the 2016 2017 season is out and i think that's mostly it so so we'll touch on all those things here uh coming up for this episode All right, so both seasons, the season's officially over. Like everything is done. How sad and depressing is that?
1: Yeah, this sucks. This really sucks, man. Yeah. Well, uh, you know we got basketball, and I watch a lot of you know college basketball, so I watch that, see how things are going. But you're right; when that's done, it's like, oh man. Yeah,
0: got a little bit NFL left.
1: Yeah, that's good. I mean that's a good thing, is it you know, good point is talking about NFL and what's going on. We got that coming up. That's great. So should be interesting.
0: No no lines, but you have the NFL. Right. But that we don't need to get into that because that's just plain stupid and depressing. So um <laughs> nice segue out of that. <laughs> yeah, brush that under the carpet. Um bull bowl, bowl season's done. And as everybody should be aware now, uh, Clemson took down Alabama in the title game. Uh, final bowl records for the conferences: Big Ten did not fare very well. I think both you and I, Craig, kind of anticipated that. I mean, I think I think you said you were saying somewhere around three or four. I feel like, weren't you? I said two. Oh, okay. Wow. I so yeah. they did... I had okay. two, and I got I got a little.
1: I got a little kickback from people on Twitter, a lot of fans, that said, what? What are you talking about? We're going to win at least four. I went, yeah. I, I, I just, like then we talk about, we said the matchups? We said matchups weren't good team to team just based on film study and what we've seen of the teams. And then two, obviously the biggest thing is being where the location where it's at. And that's where I said this just doesn't bode well for the Big Ten whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, there you go, man.
0: Yeah, I think I was at like four or five. I know I wasn't over 500. I, I didn't think that the Big Ten was going to get over 500. But So um, the Big Ten had ten bowl games, went three and seven. Um, go down the list here kind of really quick. The ten conferences that played in bowl season, ACC ran away with it, winning, uh, oh, yeah. winning nine, only losing three. Uh, and then this is in order for winning percentage because then the Big 12 and the Sun Belt both won four and lost two, and then Mountain West, one uh, Mountain West and Conference USA won four and lost three. At five hundred, then was the Pac-12 uh, three and three. Then SEC comes in um, at seven with six wins, seven losses. The American Conference is two and five. Big Ten at three and seven, and then the MAC got swept, uh, zero and six. So, so yeah, Big Ten right down there at the bottom, and not looking that great. But you know, I mean, and you kind of just said it there too. It's there are. I never really take a now if a conference sweeps, that's impressive. I mean, ACC is impressive with nine and three. Uh, obviously, sometimes there are favorable matchups and there are favorable locations and things like that that go into effect. I don't think that that's dominates everything, and you know, just says that you can't really pay attention to it all. But everybody knows that the Big Ten has to travel so far for these games, and some of these are like basically home games. I mean, Florida State and Florida both played in the state of Florida, I believe, this year. Yeah so just those things but anyways big 10 uh 3 and 7 uh to break that down before we jump into the conversations here uh, i wanted to point out that we were 1 and 3 versus acc 1 and 2 versus pac 12 uh 1 and 0 versus the mac but then o and 2 versus the sec so that's where we stood after the bowl games uh we touched i think we did the the scores already I don't really have that in front of me so we I don't really think that we need that that far into it but before we get into like the different categories Craig and I talked a little bit about different uh, ways that we could discuss this and everything just initial reaction Craig your thoughts of the bowl season with uh, Big Ten all the Big Ten teams that participated
1: well well it certainly doesn't reflect how the season went if you take the season and the bowls is the Big Ten showed up, we showed pretty much that the SEC and the ACC, that Big Ten is the best conference throughout the season um, with with Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, um, all doing really, really well, and then some of the other teams coming on, and and the very fact is, during that season, we were, Big Ten conference was all in the top ten, and we were doing great, and we pretty much rocked that uh top 10 over sec and acc and those teams like that but um when it came to the bowl games we just didn't show up and we didn't play well and we didn't um uh, um like i said the matchups really wasn't very good you know i looked at some of them and i was just like i, I didn't like some of them that where they're at and where they're played and obviously and and some of them if you're obviously you're going to point out where they're at and who we played and it just wasn't very favorable and you know I, I didn't expect Northwestern to be to win at all so that was one I just didn't I think I had Wisconsin and I think I had uh, Michigan uh, uh Michigan winning and that was about it as far as who I picked but uh Michigan didn't end up winning <laughs> so
0: yeah yeah and that was rough uh, but looking at things too with the losses for the conference most of them were one possession games. Yeah, it sure will. Um, yeah, because let's see here. Uh, one possession game for the Indiana Utah. I mean, that was a two point loss. Uh, Nebraska Tennessee. That was more than one uh, one pos- or one score difference. Michigan was a one point difference. Uh, no, uh, Florida. Oh, I really get blown out. But yeah, and then the way that USC Penn State. So it's not like the. Big 10 didn't play well in the postseason. Right. They didn't finish the games. They didn't win. Right. Um, but they uh, they hung in there. Two of the losses were anticipated losses. I yeah. mean, frankly, with Iowa and Nebraska, those were not marquee teams for the conference, even though Nebraska went so long with being undefeated. But then they just, like, went belly up and died, basically. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, having it played in Florida, and that's that's just not good for Iowa, and, you know. And that was a bad matchup, and you know, and Florida's got a pretty good team, so it was just yeah, all bad bad matchups all the way around. But yeah, I mean, that was a good point, just saying that you know at least we balled and we did pretty well. It just we came up short on a lot of these bowl games.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. So it was rough. Uh, I mean, I'm not. And you said it, too, when you were kind of doing your general reaction to it. The Big Ten was top-heavy, and, uh, gosh, at one point, how what was it? it was Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Was Nebraska didn't break the top ten at the same time, did they? I don't no. Think. They were, they were really close. Right, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we had four teams in the top ten. We almost had half of the top ten. Right. Um, and they were still, uh, well, again, okay, most of them still performed really well. So, uh, yeah, I, I take bowl season for what it's worth. I mean, you get those issues, too, where some teams show up, some teams don't, some players sit, uh, then you deal with injuries and all that. So I'm not overly concerned with it. Right. But, but just some things to take away, some things to kind of discuss and uh, reactions and things like that. Uh, what would you say was maybe most entertaining or the best game for the big 10 in the, in the bowl season? Um,
1: wow. You know what? You've got quite when you broke, when you just said a lot of these, these games came down to the last possession or the last, you know, couple, you know, so you can take your pick of whatever you want, you know? Um, But, uh, I mean, you can take the Michigan one, you can, against, um, Florida state. And you can take, uh, my favorite. I liked, I did like the Penn state USC game. I thought it was a great game, you know, a lot of offense. Um, but that game was really close. It came down to the wire. There were some incredible throws. There was some incredible, uh, offense being played. Um, not a lot of defense in this game, you know, given the 52, 49, uh, loss, um, by Penn state to USC, but, uh, it certainly was a Rose bowl game to, to be given. And that just shows you that USC, even though they struggled on defense, they've got a lot of good playmakers and a really good quarterback. So, and he's going to be back next year. So.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a really entertaining game. Uh, yeah. watching that. And yeah, that, that's probably one of the biggest things I think with bowl season is just like, I know that you're going to get some of those blowouts and everything, but you know, you look for those entertaining games, and so it was yeah. nice that the Rose Bowl was able to get that, uh, you know, uh, marquee matchup and, uh, you know, a classic game that they're going to be talking about. It certainly was
1: game that I thought it would be, though, Caleb. I just didn't think, you know, I didn't think Penn State would hold up against uh, USC and the talent that USC has there. Um, and what kind of game plan, uh, you know, is are they going to go with? And I have to tip my hat to... Uh, Penn State and what they're doing, Franklin, what he's doing there is they they blitzed like forty eight percent of the time during that game. That's crazy, man. I mean, that tells you, you know, they rattled Sam Denarld. Denarld? I think I'm saying that right. Denar Denarold. I don't know. I'm going to have a hard time. Sam D. Sam D. Can I just say Sam D? Okay. Yeah, we're good with that. <laughs> Into mistakes in the beginning, and you know he had a tough time and with the schemes and but uh Penn State pressured man they did really well but then you know I think you saw Sam D starting to get his wits about him and playing like he should and man I tell you, he did really good he's gonna be really good next year and um and he uh he had some really uh, good throws some dime drops right into the defenders uh one of the receivers hand for the game-winning touchdown that was impressive so um he's going to be back. He's going to be playing really well. And that was, man, that was a really good game.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, um, and, and it's kind of interesting to, uh, to say that and bring that up because that was a loss for the big 10, but it was, uh, I mean, Penn state really did step up. I honestly didn't think that they were going to be able to hold up, uh, even though they are a second half team, I didn't think they were going to be able to do that into the yeah. uh, in the second half, but, uh, they, they made it a game and they uh, made it a good one. So yeah. Uh, impressive with that. And I'll go a different route and actually pick one of the few wins for the big 10. And that was Northwestern beating Pitt because this is the Pitt team yeah. that beat Clemson. <laughs> exactly. And so this, this That's is a we go what, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it's a good team. Uh, I mean, it's not a top-10 team, maybe, but it's capable of beating good teams. So I honestly thought Northwestern, this also kind of like Penn State, I didn't think Northwestern was going to do very well in this game. Uh, they did. They did excellent running. And uh, Pat Fitzgerald was able to uh, beat Pitt 31-24. Uh, to 24. It was um, uh, impressive, and I... I was glad to see that the Big Ten could win some games. So um, it. I didn't uh, – this is so, some of the things, too, because I was comparing games with uh, highlights and stats and everything like that, and this was just one that was uh, good for the Big Ten, good for Northwestern. I mean, it was able to bump them over uh, the 500 mark, so they finished 7-6. and six. Honestly, I didn't think it was the greatest year for Northwestern. I no. didn't think a lot was going to happen for them, but they were able to cap it off with this, uh, if with this win in the bowl season.
1: Yeah, especially when they came off a great year last year with the one of what they were in the top three in defenses in the, the country, and so they were really, really well. And to see uh, Fitzgerald do good. I know. And the thing is, is I know you follow them quite a bit because I know you have a lot of respect for him and how he plays. You know, coaches. So, in Northwestern it's kind of like your. Second school to Michigan, kind of right. Like you, you like them. You like how they run. You like the coach. And
0: yeah, and I've known a couple people uh, that have gone there. So
1: yeah, so and that was you know that was a good it was a good win for them. They needed that, um, and uh, yeah, good good win for them but you're right just to get over that 500 mark is really important for them and to kick off their next year going well and northwestern's always an up and down team you know they're either really good or they struggle at times and you know they're just a team you know they're probably never hitting the never get to the top five but they're a team that's well coached for where they're at and good to see that that coach got a good win so.
0: Yeah. And it was like a crazy turnover game too. Yeah. Cuz uh it was uh, I think both teams had fumbles and then Northwestern had an interception but then Pitt had three interceptions. So, yeah, yeah it was it was a turnover infested game. <laughs> but I remember uh, McSorley when in Penn
1: State, if we go back to Penn State and USC, McSorley did the same thing in the very first quarter. He threw to what? Two interceptions. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, he
1: had a tough game and then he came back and did really well, but uh yeah. Turnover game, and, you know, and Northwestern came out on the best end of it.
0: Yeah, and uh, Penn State was almost able to make something happen with theirs as well. Uh, Well, so that was the uh, on the positive sides for the uh, conference. But if we flip things and go ahead and look at the negative side, uh, there are... Some easy picks, I think, for some of the fails for the conference as far as games go. Mm-hmm. So, do you? uh, I'll go ahead and let you start and kind of talk about the uh, worst performances that we saw.
1: Wow, this one's an easy one, and I just do not. There's no disputing it, and no that you got a top. You got a. You've got a. You the team in Ohio State is one of the best teams in the country at number four, and and you get shut out, you don't score a point, you don't even get near a field goal, and that is just crazy. The defensive coordinator for Clemson played uh, called a great game, did incredibly well, and Dabo put on a show and Deshaun Watson showed exactly why they are obviously they won last the other night and why they're the champions and they shut them down and they it, Clemson showed that their defense was for real and that they have a really incredibly good defense even though it got underrated I think um and they really shut down a Barrett and the thing is with Clemson I think it what what they did was I think they really went back to the Penn State and what Franklin called on, if you pressure Barrett in the way way he is, and you let him not run that he extends the play to throw, he'll kill you and he they pressured him on the linebacker and the on the ends, and he he had to stay in the pocket and try to throw, and he was off way off, and that's exactly what Clemson did, and they shut him down, and it was magnificent. they shut down Samuels and they shut down everyone in that. Group and they just literally cannot move the ball whatsoever.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. I have I, I have a little sound bite for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only team not to score a single point, and you're supposed to be considered one of the four best teams in the country. That's that, bad. That, that, yeah, that's bad. That's just. Yeah. That uh I mean you get you,
1: well when that happens, you get you get your you're gonna get nailed on Twitter, you're gonna get your memes, you're gonna get your <laughs> funny portraits, you're gonna get your crying Jordans, you're gonna get your everything happening. And Urban Meyer, you can tell, I have to admit, Urban Meyer said it best is, is this won't happen again to him. And he this is the first time they've ever been shut out by him. In a, bo- yeah. in a in a game, so he's never had been shut out. So that tells you what a good coach he is. It's just one of those things where the game plans what's kind of easy. And I've said this is you shut Barrett down, keep him in the pocket, and you get him to just throw the ball. He's he's he, he's not on the tall side, and I feel like he's just a guy kid who can't see over the lineman. He's just off on his throws. Um, but when he's running and he's out of the pocket, he can see down the field. He can see in between players, and he can see who he's throwing to. He's very dangerous. But Clemson uh, shut him down. That was just a, a god awful game and embarrassment for Ohio State and um, to be in the top four. Which makes you, which brought up what it brought up the very fact is it should have Penn State be in that position. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, then
1: <laughs> that and so we're not going. Oh boy.
0: Yeah, well we talked about it too, where it was uh basically Ohio State got a buy into the playoff <laughs> so, because they didn't play in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. So yeah, there, there are issues across there. And the Big Ten, then that makes the Big Ten look bad two years in a row where your teams both got shut out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does.
0: And that is ridiculous and that sucks. I mean, I n I don't root for um michigan state and or penn state or ohio state but i mean that that happening back to back like that sucks for (laughs) the perception of the conference and then on top of the poor bowl record this year but like i said i have a little bit of a different view on it but yeah you know not scoring a point that's
1: no it's bad you can't get any worse than that
0: so yeah well that then takes me to my game that I want to highlight as a bad performance for the Big Ten. And they were at least able to score points, not very many, but Iowa lost to Florida. Oh, God. And that was pretty hideous as well. Uh, where was it? I had the final score. Yeah, 30-3. to three. And, I mean, yeah, then you you look at it, but it's just like Florida's ranked 17th. I was not even ranked. Were they even ranked at any time? I don't know. Maybe they were. Anyways, so you see some of those poor matchups. But a few things to say with this is, I mean, I didn't feel comfortable about Iowa going into this game. I don't think anybody did. Iowa got run over last year. What I think last year they scored three points, too, against Stanford. Right. Yeah. Actually, I want to kind of look that up because now I'm curious. But, um, do, 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 Sorry. I'm going to take a sidetrack here because I really want to find out. Oh, nope. I'm sorry. They scored 16 points. So, oh, at at the end of the third quarter, they only had three points. So, all right. Anyways, so I didn't think I was going to do that great. They didn't. <laughs> uh, they're stuck with Ferrance for a while. I mean, unless they want to lose a lot of money and actually Ferentz actually just hired his son to be the offensive coordinator i don't know if you saw that yeah so looks like he's not going anywhere but he's been there since 99 and so didn't my that, in, oh go ahead yeah didn't
1: – oh like always butcher his name was it beetharts or uh bethard bethard yeah his injury really kind of changed the dynamic of what 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 happened during that game didn't it
0: yeah and I mean yeah that'll that'll happen.
1: It kind of tilted it in a way I mean they were already not doing very well, but
0: I don't think there was much hope before that <laughs> I mean, maybe it would have been something more like twenty one to three or seventeen to three I don't know maybe but yeah those those things do happen and, and sway things but uh something just to look at the broader picture uh Ference has been with Iowa since 99 and has impressively taken Iowa to 14 bowl games. Uh, 6-8 and is his overall record with bowl games. But since 2010, since their bowl game at the end of the 2010 season, that was their last win. So they've had five losses for bowl games. And they gave this guy an extension. Now granted, I mean, there's a lot to be said about the regular season and Uh, different things can be said about the postseason, but he has not always been the most, because even when he has been impressive, like last year, they wind up getting steamrolled anyways. They lost the Big Ten championship, which that was tough, and that was a battle, and give them credit for that battle, but then they get steamrolled by Stanford and things like that. So it'll just kind of be interesting to see um, how things go, considering uh, it's a little bit more dismal after that undefeated regular season for certainly iowa had a this game was one
1: dimensional they really couldn't pass the ball in this game they they literally could not do that and they were struggling and i think it's going to be a constant struggle for iowa so and you know you're talking about a you know a a iowa team has been struggling to pass the ball pretty much kind of all year not very well they rely on the running in this game and then you you're going up against the florida that's what what was one of the best last year in defense and they've got a really good defense they struggle sometimes in offense but uh, yeah you get iowa it's they Their florida's game plan was pretty simple is i was struggling with uh, passing the game we're just gonna have to shut we just shut down the (laughs) the running and that's how they did it and it, it looked like florida literally was just jumping um on anything that the quarterback was doing, you know, just jumping routes and things like that.
0: Yeah. Well, they did have stuff to make up for with their last year's poor performance. So yeah. uh, Not too surprised that they were uh, putting their uh, foot on the gas pedal and everything. So, so yeah, two really rough performances by big 10 teams there. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, I was going, at least we scored three points
1: it's it's complete they're saying.
0: Yeah, probably they're probably glad that they were able to at least do that. So, yeah, I mean more could be said about the the OSU game and everything. And yeah, that's just rough. But hey, if you saw it or not, um JT Barrett is going to be returning. So, how exciting is that for Ohio State fans? Good should- luck with that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, where's your like breaking news thing? Because it's not really breaking. Everybody knew that was going to happen. So, I yeah, mean, um, who thought he would? I mean, where are you going to go? You're going to go in the NFL. But not, wh- Where? What are you going to do in the NFL? Where are they going to put you? You're not a running back. He's not a quarterback.
0: He's, yeah, he's not like, uh, what's his name? Miller, Braxton Miller. Yeah,
1: yeah, not like Braxton Miller. You're not a Terrell Pryor. You're not like those guys who actually are really not bad receivers they have that ex-, ex aspect of the game well it's like denard robinson denard wasn't going to make it as a quarterback but yet he's really good running and i'm like okay are you going to use barrett as a running back because <laughs> you better start running him more but yeah I, that's not surprising to me and it'll be interesting to see what they do about that because barrett Is going to have to work on his throwing ability because he struggles.
0: He's. I don't think he's going to be their quarterback next year. Yeah, he he might. He might start the season, but I don't think that he's going to be the one playing the most games. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Mm. Interesting. Oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't
1: want. No, go go ahead. I mean, I'm like you said something interesting there about him not being starting quarterback. So.
0: Yeah. I Well, I mean, you remember how it was with uh, the whole debacle when it was Miller, Barrett, Cordell Jones, yeah. Cordell Jones, that whole thing. So I just have a feeling that you're going to have some more of that kind of going on next year. And yeah. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that they might switch it partway through the season. But because they play yeah. Oklahoma at home next year, don't they, I think? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll watch how that goes. Um, but then I um, wanted to take a moment to kind of highlight actually uh, a few more things here with the bowl season, probably not as in-depth conversations, but kind of uh, impressive perform- uh, player performances during the bowl season. Um, so I'll let you start off uh, with this and just like one player that really kind of uh, had a great performance to, to highlight.
1: Um, take on Barkley, man. Penn State. He is such a good running back. Um, I, I'm just I'm floored by the way he runs and how he's elusive. He's he's your perfect balanced running back of um, power, speed, balance, vision, everything. And um, he is just one heck of a running back. And I was just impressed with him against USC, who has you know elite uh, talent on their team and could could easily stop him but they didn't and he he rolled up on him and did really really well I mean he's a he's a kind of running back you just look at and you go gosh dang it man how how is Penn State getting you know, a running back like that and he is your you know workhorse he does it all and yet you know there's times where you just go man Michigan at times misses that kind of uh running back at times but uh yeah he was a stud
0: yeah, well, I'll go uh running back as well because I'll touch on Justin Jackson. Um yeah. Yep. For Northwestern, I I mean, we talked about how the the fact that they played Pitt, uh I mean, he was all of it uh for yeah. the team. I mean, he just took over and ruled the game cuz he had 32 carries for 224 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, 224 yards by himself, Pittsburgh wasn't even able to put up 200 rushing yards, uh, as a team right. and, uh, his rushing yards were more than the Northwestern's as a team passing yards. So, I mean, yes. like he, he took over, he was the team and, uh, I mean, he just did a great job. His, I had the number here, his average per rush was seven yards. Wow. He had a long, that was 68. It was actually his longest run of the season was, uh, for this bowl game. And, uh, just, uh, impressive game. I, from what I saw, he's a junior, but right. from what I saw, he's returning. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, that'll be good for, uh, Northwestern. I don't know if anything changed from, it was like a few days after that I was looking at things, um, after their bowl game, so I don't know if anything changed since then. But, yeah, just uh, interesting to see because, I mean, yeah, you hear about him. You saw what he was able to do during the regular season, but he was, he just stepped up and had a champion uh, performance there for their bowl game for that.
1: Yeah, Barkley was, I mean, we're talking he's now fifth most in rushing yards in in school history. So that tells you we're talking – He's up there with the elite of you know Curtis Enos and players like that. And I think even uh, then Larry Johnson go there or Larry yeah and players like that. Um, so Saquon Barkley is going to be a great running back. Uh, I think in the NFL, um, uh, he's just a good guy. He he literally had 306 all-purpose yards against USC, and that was pretty pretty amazing. So and, and you know I anybody does the third most rushing. You know, purpose yards in the single game in history for the program does is pretty good. So <laughs> I've been impressed with him all year. He's kind of just been a pretty solid player. And Michigan did really well against him, shutting him down. But uh, he's just a dangerous running back.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't, and not to get, dive into this conversation too much, but Penn, Penn State was a different team at the end of the season. Yep. Then when Michigan played, I'm not saying that was like a completely different team and they're like a thousand times better and things like that. But I mean, like throughout the season, you see teams at different phases. I mean, some start really well and then finish crappy. Some start crappy and finish really well. Penn State was one of those teams where they fluctuated. They didn't do very well at the beginning, but then they got better throughout the season. I mean, they were on that what? Was a nine ahead. game winning streak? So, well,
1: and you have to m- remember is, <clears throat> um, excuse me, uh, it, Saquon wasn't the featured back at times. I mean, they had they kind of were g- kind of going with this uh, multi, you know, running back position. You know, and they had what Miles Sanders back there and Andre Robinson, and trying to use and fluctuate those two guys going in with obviously with Barkley and. Barkley just continued to be the best running back and they just kind of featured him and I think that's when they started to win more and it, it makes me kind of think you know of Michigan where we're like we have multiple multiple backs but then you had Evans doing really well and then you had Higdon having a good game and then you had Isaac having an okay game and then you had Devion Smith and I'm like you know sometimes that featured back that that workhorse that does well that maybe that works out probably better than multiple backs and Penn state's a pretty good example of why they went back to him and then they started to do well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, and then two other things here to kind of close things out for the conversation with the big 10 bowl games, um, highlighting a coach and their, uh, I don't know if you have this, but I have a couple things down, kind of for this. Uh, maybe a a coach, an MVP coach or best coach for the Big Ten in the bowl season, mm. or maybe just one that kind of reached a milestone or anything like that. I don't know if you had any input or.
1: Well, obviously, I think you. Um, you know, I think the offensive coordinator for penn state did really well i was just thinking about him you know and that we're still on penn state just because of the game they played but i out of all the games i would i would say i was shocked that penn state put up that many points against usc and so and whether you want to say it's franklin or not or, or just the offensive, coordinator what's his name more
0: morehead or joe Moorhead, yeah
1: yeah, played, he, he called it a great game. I mean, he did really well. He had McSorley do really, really well through the ball. Better in the, you know, he wasn't very good in the first quarter, but then really did better in the second, third quarter. But uh, well, they did great and they confused USC quite a bit, and I thought that was impressive and and especially against a hot USC team. And for him to have a really good game and score that many points, they should have won that game. They didn't, but. Uh, I'd have to give that a little bit of a hat tip into him.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was uh, he was on my list um, to recognize. I was thinking mostly head coaches, but he, I, I feel like he was more to do with Penn State's success than Jam, James Franklin. Yeah, I agree. That, that's that's my own personal opinion. Yeah. I know I'm not on the inside with that. But that's my thoughts on the outside looking in. I just have to give credit real quick to Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, I know, like you have been stated, I mean, kind of been watching them and kind of enjoy seeing them have success. But he's been one in five in bowl games before 2016. Yeah. So he has not had a good bowl record. So coming in and facing a team like Pitt um, and getting some fortunate turnovers, but then also forcing others um, and being able to get that win, uh, that was good for their program, and uh, it was kind of cool to see that. So for him to be able to come out there after with uh, a poor postseason record and be able to get that win this year, I thought that was good. Um, anything real quick with uh, finishing thoughts here, um, a team that played in the uh, postseason for the Big Ten that you're interested in watching for next year?
1: Um. I'm still interested in Wisconsin. I still think they have a they still have a a young quarterback and they have a, obviously I think what, Watts is leaving um for NFL draft of course cuz he's going to be really good but um it, it just the the team's built really well and you know and when you have a team that's built really well and they got that far up in you know, top 5 with a a quarterback that um, seemed to be like a freshman or, you know, starting and they did that well, that's kind of scary, but uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what what, what, what Wisconsin's going to do. So, you know, I know Penn state's going to be really do well, but um, I'm not sure how many players are going to be mi- uh, li- missing out on in the draft, but uh, Wisconsin's kind of scary. So that'd be the team I'd be watching out for.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see how good they are moving forward. They've got some pieces that they're going to have for a couple of years now, and we'll have to watch and see what they can do with that. I've got two down. I mean, obviously we saw what Penn State did at the end of the season with their run and their success on offense, um but I'm going to go and if anybody's been on social media, they probably see me talk about this already, but I'm really curious about Minnesota. Oh um, yeah. With the new coach hire. Um, and he's actually pulling recruits. Like I, I think. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Yes. Holy crap, man. He's I got everybody
1: from Minnesota. He's got everybody that was going to Western going to
0: Minnesota now. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like 10 that he got within a couple days. Yeah. Uh, to co- commit to Minnesota and they pulled the offensive coordinator from Western in with them. Yeah. Um, wow. so I'm just really kind of interested with that. I, uh, like and I think
1: ball. he's like a spitfire, man. That guy is
0: geez. Yeah. He really gets into it. Um, yeah. really gets into it with his players and everything. So he could bring a, a fire to that place and just ignite it. And I mean, I've always said that the, the West has potential to, uh, to shake things up the West division. And I honestly thought that Minnesota should have hired somebody before they just, uh, when Jerry kill left. Yeah. And they didn't, and so this might be an interesting opportunity for them. So that's that's my interesting to, thing to watch moving forward. But before we switch topics here real quick, uh, one thing that I forgot to play, I wanted to play this with the uh, Ohio State, when we were talking about Ohio State, but I wanted to... Down, down, down. From the Rocky, uh, rocky <laughs> Four, yeah. when Apollo Creed was getting killed in the ring... Yeah. Throwing the towel, Do the
1: towel, throwing the damn towel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, it was just. I didn't real. I don't think I watched any of the first half with that one. But then I came in the second half mainly to watch to see if they were going to get the shutout. And it was just like, it was rough. Yeah, that was rough. that would that would be a rough game to watch. I mean, I remember watching Michigan get shut out by Notre Dame, and that's not fun because it's a rivalry, and also you know they. They just stuck with when the quarterback was struggling and they just stuck with it. And it's just like you got to do something to try to score some points and so many turnovers. Anyways, but to be on that stage and to be considered the fourth best team in the country and have that game. And
1: that's your last game. You ended it on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bad news.
0: Rough. So (laughs) Uh, but then we'll uh, we'll talk real brief here. About the national championship game, just because that was where uh, things ended for the the season, the capstone to the season. Uh, it's all done now, and uh, Clemson has dethroned Alabama. So, a little bit of their fight song here. Yeah. Not, not the most impressive fight song I've ever heard of, but, or ever heard before, but. Um, but they took down Alabama. Great game. Yeah, that game. was a fantastic game. Yeah, and uh, so you if anybody's a football fan, even if you hate both those teams and you watch that, that was just a great game to watch. So,
1: Yep, came down to the last minute, and into Deshaun Watson sh- showed that, uh, it kind of showed to me, you know, at points that maybe he should have been the Heisman Trophy winner, just based on <coughs> how – clemson did and and how he played and how he the the ball was in his hand and he played he balled out man and he showed he drove that team down all the way down the field for the winning touchdown and and just a calm cool collected he was during it showed you something about how he is and how he's going to be played and how his draft stock just shot up as a quarterback but um trust me this is a tough game both teams have a great defenses and it shows you that you know what there's a little bit of um alabama offense similar to ohio state you you pressure a quarterback like him he's not very accurate and and i think that's when you saw that clemson said hey you know what i'm we're seeing a little bit of uh uh, Ohio State here, obviously Alabama has a better offensive line you saw with some of those running plays. But none, none of them, no passing uh, threats except one was a blown coverage on a tight end. But uh, Clemson figured them out, and, I, and it was impressive to watch.
0: Yeah, and I think, what was it, Alabama didn't let, what was it, only seven rushing touchdowns for the year or some really ridiculously low number, and then Clemson got two? Yeah. I think it was yep. so. Yeah, impressive performance, great game, loved it. Especially loved how it ended. I was <laughs> so happy. Um, yeah, I
1: don't know. It's been you know we don't have a too much of a dog in this fight. Only but we, we a lot of Michigan fans, including I, was rooting a little bit for Clemson just because based on what Alabama and the trolling and. Fine. Well, I'm just uh-uh. I'm
0: just over it. Yeah, I'm yeah. over Alabama winning. Yes. I'm I think it's mostly Saban and actually kind of something that I wanted to mention and I don't want to start a conversation on this but yeah. my thoughts on it and you know of course this isn't my personal experience because I have personal interaction with the Alabama football program or Nick Saban but my thoughts on it are and just from his interactions and the type of person that he appears to be from what you see on uh interviews and things like that it's all about him, right? Right now, I feel like the only reason why he's still coaching is because he's chasing history. He wants to have as many championships as Bear Bryant or more, right. and he doesn't ma- It doesn't matter if it's at Alabama or not. He realizes now, I think, that Alabama is his best opportunity to do that sooner rather than later. So he he destroys his players. You see a lot of the Alabama players going to the NFL, and they are just tanked no. out <laughs> yeah they are tanked out they have been killed by college football almost i mean right. the only ones you see really do a lot are the receivers because most of the time alabama's a running team so the receivers aren't ground into the uh dirt yeah uh
1: yeah. like mine has always been just the very fact is you know it it started with jim harbaugh taking satellite camps to alabama area and trying to do it that way and then you know, they've been causing a stink and fine bomb his mouthpiece talking about it and and how we you and I talked you know interviewed players and how they thought it was the best idea and what a great idea that is to do and it's good for the players and not for Michigan and them causing such a problem with it and just made me go you guys and then it's just obviously once that started to turn and just got worse and worse and then made me go all right you know Alabama you guys are really bad and you guys are really starting to me off. <laughs> so. Yeah, well,
0: then that then that shows that there's more intention for them, or they they don't care as much about the the players, the recruits, because right. they're against the satellite camps. Which the thing that just baffles me is that, and I even heard it leading up to the championship game this year, is they talked about how innovative Sabin is and how he always adapts. Because you get a lot of those coaches where they are set in their ways. This is like. This is what we do. This is a scheme that we run. This is how we do it. This is how we've always done it. This is how we're always going to do it because that's our system. And Saban adapts. And so he has been one of those adapting, innovative figures. But then if somebody else comes here and does something, he freaked out about hurry-up offenses. Yeah, He got all uh, pissed about satellite camps. And so whenever somebody else does it, he'll find a reason to fight it and throw fit about it. (laughs) <laughs> but then he hates it when any, whenever anybody criticizes them. I mean, it's just the – it's so stupid that yeah. – it's so obvious it's stupid. That's why I was trying to get you. out. Yeah, <laughs> well, so yeah. it's – yeah, I just think that he's ch- trying to get his championships. He doesn't care about the players. He doesn't really care about the program. It just seems really self-centered. And because we were talking before at one point about what is Nick Saban working for? Like, right. what are his goals? Uh, that's that's it i think that's it uh, when he gets that i think he wants to surpass bear bryant when he, and and if he gets that i hope he doesn't if he gets that i think he's just going to be done and uh, do something else with football outside of coaching so, but
1: that's what well, you're sensitive. right and that's the thing is 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 when he's done it will be interesting though when he's finished who takes his place because anybody knows about football in the south is Dabo. Oh, yeah. As uh, Alabama guy. <laughs> yep. So that would be interesting because I really think that um, Davo taking a Clemson team who was actually a dumpster fire uh, when he got there and got the national championship did a heck of a job and no one expected this at all. And I would say Alabama going, calling up Davo would be probably the first guy they would call the sway over there. So.
0: Yeah, probably. I don't want that to happen
1: though.
0: That would suck. <laughs> yeah, but um but something that I know that you wanted to talk about, Craig, and yeah. uh we're coming down here to the end of our time, but we've got we'll bring it up and discuss it is the uh final AP poll then since the season has been completed. Yeah, boy and interesting stuff happening in the top 10 Michigan finishes in the top 10 for the first time since I think someone said 2006 something around there okay. um so Michigan comes in at the very end in the 10th spot but it's interesting some of the teams that are ahead of them uh not, not arguing with Florida State they were a good team last year young good team and uh A lot of people expect them to be really good this year in 2017. Oklahoma, uh, I mean, they finished 11-2 and dismantled Auburn pretty well. Washington uh, made it into the playoffs, didn't have anything too impressive in the playoffs. USC, a lot of people see them uh, rising to the top. And then, of course, you have Alabama and Clemson. That's not so much the stuff that people are really talking about. It's more of the Big Ten teams are also in the top ten. Is what people are talking about.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you yeah, got Wisconsin above us, and then you got Ohio State at six. Uh, that's a tough one, man. And I, then Penn it, State, it,
0: and then Penn State at seven.
1: Yeah, it. They it, <laughs> look Penn State, man. You guys are still getting screwed. <laughs> It's just like you guys are getting so screwed by Ohio State. Can't you see that? It's like all the time. Even in this final poll, you guys are still below Ohio State, and they put a big old goose egg. And you guys <laughs> score forty points on <laughs> USC, and you're still at seven, and Ohio State's at six. It, it, I put Penn State way over. I put Penn State over Ohio State right now. Oh yeah. Based on yeah. how they played. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It, I'm uh, not even talking about Michigan. Do I think where they're at is fine? Yeah, maybe. You know, you can have argument on, you know, maybe we should be above Wisconsin and stuff like that because we beat them and uh like that. But no way that Penn State should be underneath the Ohio State.
0: Yeah, no. Austin's I, at four. I mean, come on. They didn't even, they didn't even really put up a fight against no, Alabama. And, no. Yeah. No, I, me focusing more on the Big Ten and everything, I do agree with you that I think Penn State should be in front of Ohio State because they got kind of gypped with the whole uh, bid into the playoff anyways, and then uh, now they're kind of getting gypped here with their position. Now, is I don't know if I've ever understood this. Is, the, is it just kind of like the final rankings of like, okay, this is where we think teams finished, or this is where we think the teams will start next year? This is about finishing, isn't it, the yeah. final eight people?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Because, yeah, I would definitely put Penn State above Ohio State, without a doubt. Yeah. Only reason I think really Wisconsin is above Michigan is because they got that win, because they beat Western Michigan, which in that case I think is kind of dumb because everybody expected Wisconsin to beat Western Michigan. So Yeah. I, I find that uh, kind of ridiculous. I, I feel okay with where Michigan is at numerically. Right. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't see them higher than eight. I don't think they'd be lower than 12. So I'm kind of okay at the position that they're up. But then when you look at some of the teams ahead of them, the main one I, have, uh, I would have make an argument for and bother with arguing is Wisconsin. Because besides that, I mean, Florida State beat Michigan, so that makes sense. Penn State's a little bit of an argument um, because we did beat them, but they... Uh, they had their perf- uh, performance against USC, a good USC team. So um, It's
1: almost like it's, it's basing this. Uh, it, look, you're almost basing this top ten list based on record, and you're not even doing it on how you played in the bowl game. If, you, if I was me, I would really sh- have Washington below Oklahoma. O- Oklahoma's better than Washington. There's no way. And Ohio State should drop – Probably the eight, There's substantially.
0: Nine. Just I, I, would above, I would put Florida State above. I would put Flor, I would put Penn State. Oh, I agree. And Florida State easily above State. them.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Florida State played better. They're just they're a good team. Yeah. No, you're right. I just you put up a goose egg in your bowl game. It's just... no, and you're top 14. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, that's kind
1: of interesting. I still don't get why Washington's at four too. So. It's just, all right.
0: Okay, so, because OSU was at um, six, was it?
1: Yeah, and they were ranked two, so.
0: Okay, because that's what happened to Michigan State, except for what were they ranked? Because I'm looking at last year's. Okay. they they got shut out, and they dropped, but I don't know. Yeah, shoot, I'm not sure. Okay. They. Uh, I can't remember. Or, well, actually, I should maybe be able to go back. No, shoot. I'm really curious about this now. I want to find out. Uh, because they were third. Okay. And so they were third, and then they dropped to sixth. So then Ohio State was, what were they, fourth? Second. They were second?
1: Yeah. In the country, yeah.
0: You sure? Yeah. Come on. I got to check this.
1: The thing is, is Washington didn't move. That's what bothers me.
0: Oh, no. They were third. Clemson was second. Okay. Okay. So it was the exact same thing. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Okay. I was just wondering if there was going to be a difference where, like, Michigan State got dropped a ton or something like that. But anyways, Mm -hmm. okay. So, yeah, both Ohio State and Michigan State were ranked third. Both got shut out, and then they both dropped to six. So
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess, you know, maybe Washington not moving after their loss.
0: Yeah, and their poor loss, too.
1: <laughs> right, right. Them not even moving. They're fo- stuck at four. I'm like, okay, well, you scored a touchdown against Alabama. Big deal. So. <laughs>
0: Congratulations! So that is that. We'll go ahead and go from here, and uh, we'll get we'll kind of close things out, and then uh, and wrap things up for this episode. So. All right. So pushing time here a little bit, uh, closing things out. Um, we're that's it. College football season is done. Yeah. Sucks. We're but not done we, oh, no. We're not done. We're here every week. Yeah. I was going to throw out a number, but uh, we're here every week, at least once a week. And so we'll, I think, probably what the norm will be is our episodes probably will be out on Wednesdays, Wednesday mornings. Um. If we do more than one episode a week, maybe we'll change things up. But, yeah, episodes probably dropping Wednesday mornings because we usually record Tuesday nights. Right. And so that's it. New year, new stuff.
1: Yeah. And obviously news today of uh, Gabriel Peppers leaving for going to the NFL draft. Yeah. Big news. Uh, Well, not big news, but uh, just news in general. We kind of were... Maybe crossing our fingers that we'd return, but you know, good for him. He's gonna do well. Just uh, representing uh, Michigan really, really well. He's just a great player. He's gonna be one of the top players in Michigan history, and he was such a he was so awesome to watch to play. And he uh, just you can tell how much he loved our the University of Michigan. So.
0: Yeah. We were, uh, everybody was kind of curious, kind of hopeful, but yeah, that's, that's how it ended. So um, good luck to him and everything. And I'm sure that we might talk on that a little bit more. We'll, we're going to be diving into recruiting stuff now as we're leading up to national signing day um, and different things like that, different other topics. So uh, after national signing day is probably, which is uh, the beginning of February. So after that, we're really wide open to a lot of different things. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the spring game brings upon its own thing, but, uh, if anybody has any recommendations or anything that they want to talk about, I mean, we'll be doing general things like reviewing the, the season of 2016 and things like that. But, uh, yeah. if you have any thoughts or anything, let us know. Um, we always like, uh, fan input and all like that. So any final thoughts before we sign off, Greg?
1: Nope. Great season, great bowl game, some really classic wins, um, down to the wire, some really duds too, um, but uh, great game last night with the championship with Clemson. Congrats to Clemson Tigers for winning the national championship game, but uh, great season and we'll be here, and yeah, if you have any topics, any, anybody out there have anything that we need to touch on, just give us a holler and we'll see if we can do that for you. So, But uh, we'll still be here talking football
0: yep that is for sure so uh we thank you guys for tuning in uh we hope you guys drive safe stay warm if you're in the state of michigan uh but as always we'll finish things off with go blue go blue